Hey, Joshua Segafis here. On this podcast, I teach men and women how to increase their attraction, level up their dating game, and embrace the alpha mentality. If you're sick of a dating or relationship life that sucks, stick around. This is exactly where you want to be. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Joshua Segafis podcast. This is the podcast where you learn how to be truly alpha, to succeed at dating, relationships, fitness, business, and everything else that matters. Welcome back. It is a beautiful Wednesday afternoon. I'm out walking. If you hear a bit of wind or some, you know, some roughage in the audio, that's why. This one is raw, unfiltered. This is how I like to roll when I'm when I'm in the mood to get some exercise in and I want to record a podcast at the same time. And yeah, so we're just going to go right into it. So I got an email from a, a coaching client who was struggling with a little bit of uh, basically game as it relates to women trying to date successfully. And the subject of the friend zone came up. And, and I like to talk about this because men often underestimate how easy it can be to slide into the friend zone, especially if you're struggling a little bit with masculine frame and that kind of thing. And so in this email, the, the, um, this person asked a really good question. And the question was a little bit longer and contained more details, but I, I shortened it up a little bit and made it more concise. And I think it would be a great topic for this video and I'm partially recording this so that I can send it you know as a response and uh, to try to hope to bring some value to the specific question but also this is such a universal question and I get this question a lot from men this is a really really common problem that men are running into especially men who are deep thinkers right because I'm pretty sure that the individual who sent this email is like an intellectual man, a very intelligent, deep thinker, and um, even more specifically, maybe a linear thinker. That's kind of how I describe it. A lot of times, men tend to be more like linear thinking oriented, and some people call this object thinking oriented, right? Um, because men evolved to be hunters. They evolved to, you know, chase down game and to create things. And that was how they created value so they could be selected by beautiful women in the tribe, right? Uh, and w it's often said that oftentimes women evolved with more of a people-oriented mindset. They're more nurturing. You know, they, they're more interested in people. In fact, there's some statistics that... Uh, you know, when men and women are left to their own devices and they get to choose what career they're going to have, men generally tend to choose, you know, STEM field careers. So, you know, the math, you know, math career, science, engineering, that kind of thing, um, tech, technology, and women will generally tend to choose uh, careers that are more people oriented. So nursing, teaching, you know, that sort of thing. So, and this, and where I heard this was by listening to some videos of Jordan Peterson talking about, you know, how in Scandinavian countries, where they're probably the most egalitarian countries in the world, where men and women have the opportunities to pretty much seek whatever careers they want, they overwhelmingly kind of choose these different career paths. And this, and, and of course, this isn't universal. You know, there's no one size fits all answer to these things. Every person is unique. However, men do tend toward linear thinking and women tend toward 
um, what I call more abstract thinking. And so what I find is that the difference between these two things can sometimes get men into trouble in the sense that it can get them friend-zoned when they're talking to women. And uh, I'm just going to read this question for you. And this is a perfect example. And I've seen examples like this just, I mean, so often. This is so common. And it is a problem that can absolutely be overcome. And I'm going to explain how to do it in this episode. So here's the question. I'm always having deeper conversations, and these don't seem to help me find dates. At best, it seems to help me get friend-zoned, and it has started to make me fall into a scarcity mindset where I feel like I have to compromise on my values or principles to get dates. You know, I feel for this, uh, this um, the person who wrote this question, because this is how I used to be. Like, I, I used to like to think about philosophical things. I used to th- like to think about... Um, you know, I used to like to think about deeper truths. I used to like to talk about, you know, interesting history and religion and these types of things. And let me tell you something. I, I realized that these were not sexy things to go hard on when I was trying to talk to women. Now, not that women don't like a man who's intelligent, who's a deep thinker, who can display his intelligence. It's just that at the baseline, what needs to happen in order for a woman to be attracted to you? Well, you need to be relatively attractive at first, right? You need to be, your value metrics need to be on point. So in other words, you need to be, you know, leveling up your, your, um, your social status, you know, your power, your physical athleticism, your wealth, you know, it helps you to be, uh, a man who's competent, who can display competence, a formidable man, right? Uh, these are all value metrics for men. So, you know, we're looking at high value men, high performance men, men who are capable of creating safety and security for women, uh, men who know what to do, men who take action, leadership oriented men. These are the kind of attributes that women are looking for in a man, right? And, uh, you know, in other words, women want men to act like men, like high value men men who are capable of creating a difference in the world, and and men who are formidable. So, at first glance, you want to have your, you know, your value metrics on point. Now, the higher your value metrics are, the more you can get away with kind of being, let's say, like, less socially adept or not as great at game. For example, uh, Elon Musk is one of the, um, probably one of the highest value men in the public sphere right now. He's very wealthy, very formidable. You know, he's the kind of man who can get things done. He's a leadership-oriented man. He runs many big companies. However, when you hear him talk about some of his dating experiences, you can tell that he's a little bit awkward with women, and he's a little bit, you know, he's not like socially... He's not like socially savvy necessarily. I mean, he's a cool guy. He's a nice guy. Um, He kind of tends to talk about tech a lot. You know, stuff that's probably not super interesting to the average, you know, person who's not also involved in those direct things. You know, to a point, listening to those things is very interesting. But there's a point where he knows so much about it that he just leaves you behind, probably. This is what I'm imagining. And yet, he has dated some incredibly high value women, like very attractive, beautiful women. Like he's had dating experiences with a large handful of, of amazing women. And so, so, 
as you can see, his value metrics are so high, he can probably get away with not having quite as much gain. Whereas someone like me, you know, I have, uh, my value metrics are good and they're getting better, but they're nowhere near the level that Elon Musk's are. So what does this mean? This means that I need to have better game than Elon Musk, which means I need to understand women more. I need to play to my strengths more. I need to learn how to interface with women in a more effective manner, right? So that I can, you know, so that I can give myself my greatest potential odds for success. And now here's the, here's the thing about, you know, some of these deep intellectual type conversations, right? Um, after sexual value metrics, the next most important thing needed in order for women to feel attracted to a man is emotional impact. If a man can't make a woman feel anything, like if he can't elicit an emotional response from her that like, you know, awakens her desire and, and you know, grabs her attention. And I'm saying an emotional impact, not an intellectual impact. This is very different. Women need this to be stimulated. Like they, they want to have their minds stimulated too, but they need their f emotions stimulated. That's a must. And, uh, you know, let's just put it this way. Uh, sometimes if a man can stimulate a woman's emotions while also stimulating her mind, that's the best case scenario. But if there's two guys and one only stimulates the mind and one only stimulates the feelings, the guy who stimulates the feelings will win 100% of the time. So men need to understand how to do this. And the way you do this is by creating emotional impact. Now, when you create emotional impact, this, this, that's what this means. It means that as a man, you find a way, usually through conversation, adventure, you know, going on adventurous dates, um, taking her with you on your journey, you know, you know, by experiences that are outside of the normal, you, you basically, awaken her emotions and stir them within her to the point where she takes notice and she's just like, wow, I feel things with this guy. Like I feel things when I'm with him. I feel intense feelings of, you know, it could be happiness or adventure or thrill or even, you know, um, being a little scared or nervous or anxious. Like, like if a guy makes a woman feel something, this is, this is important. Like this is so important to attraction. And here's where it can start to, like these intellectual, deep intellectual linear conversations can start to get you into trouble as a man because, you know, in the first 30 seconds, she might think, wow, this guy is so smart. What an interesting guy. Like, you know, he's talking about these deep concepts. I'm, I'm like, it's stimulating my mind. I'm very interested in this. This is amazing. But a minute goes by, then two, then three, and you're still talking you're still talking about intellectual things, you know, and it, it, it may be interesting. Other guys would probably be like, dude, that's so interesting. Like they would probably be enthralled. They'd want to like pour a beer and listen to you talk for an hour maybe about this. But for women, it's not like that. Women, when they're dating, when they're on the dating marketplace, what do they want? They want to have a dating experience. They want to feel something. They want to have their emotions stimulated by a man who understands female nature, who can awaken their inner desires to a world of adventure and exploration and romance, right? And connection. So you, you start in on deep conversations, go two minutes, three minutes. It's going to be very, 
very soon that she gets bored with it. She's going to get bored. She's going to think to herself, you know, nothing's happening here. Like, she's going to start to tune out from the intellectual conversation, unless it's a topic she's just really interested in. Like, women are intellectuals too, but, you know, everyone's into their own thing. Oh, you're fine. Uh, everyone's into their own thing. And, uh, you know, so, so if she's not just, you know, even if she's interested in it on an intellectual level, uh, that doesn't mean it's going to stimulate her emotionally. Now, it can sometimes, uh, you know, if you find the right topic and you go deep on it and women are really invested in it and it does uh, emotionally impact them, well, there you go. That will accomplish it. But you're kind of throwing darts at a dartboard when you do that because, because there are better ways to stimulate emotion than through, you know, deep, you know, philosophical conversation. So, uh, with that, without it being said, well, what should you do instead? Like, you know, if a woman starts to get bored and she starts to, her attention starts to waver, you, you're on a, you're on a clock. Like the doomsday clock is start ticking. It's going to be a matter of minutes before you're friend zoned and you're not going to get another chance because once a woman writes you off as an option, once she dismisses you from the realm of sexual competitors, uh, you know, in her field of vision, it's, it's over. You know, you're not going to get another chance with that woman unless you do like a, a pretty serious frame reset, which usually involves you kind of have to not be around her or speak to her for a long time, uh, long enough for her to forget you kind of. And then you have to re-enter the frame and have undergone a kind of a transformation that makes her think of you differently. And that's just not worth it, right? Uh, it's not worth it to go to all that trouble for a woman. Um, sometimes it happens organically, but for the most part, you just want to avoid it happening from the beginning. You want to avoid the problem. So what can you do? Well, here are some things. I'm just going to give you some straight, real, like no-nonsense tips for how you can do this. And, and I'm going to be honest with you, like these are just uh, the beginning surface level tips. There's a lot of deeper game and there's a lot of, uh, there are a lot of deeper concepts that we could talk about here. And when I, uh, when, when I give you these tips, like these tips are great to get started, but if you want to go deeper on this, you should listen to more of my, I have some podcast episodes that help explain some of this more. I also have some blog posts, go to joshuasagibis.com. You can find some blog posts there. And, um, you can also, uh, join my mastermind tribe, go, go click on the links below, you know, join my mastermind tribe and, uh, you will. You know, be able to get some some training and guidance to really help you do this in a community with other people who are learning how to do the same things, right? So anyway, I just want to encourage you to do that. Or, you know, uh, if nothing else, hit me up in a message or something and ask, you know, exactly what you're going through, and maybe I can help you figure it out. But anyway, so here are some alternatives that can really help. Number one, as opposed to you know having these deep, long conversations with her about things you're interested in, ask her questions. Ask her questions about herself. Sometimes what I'll do with women is, you know, I'll just learn about them. I'll ask them questions, ask them about things from their childhood, ask them about their dating experiences, ask them about their life, right? And, and see, women love to be evaluated by high-value men. They, they love to the feeling of having the attention placed upon them, right? Because here's the thing, women have, there's a demand placed upon women to please men in our, in our mating dance. In the, in the human mating dance, uh, women, there's kind of pressure for women to be found attractive by men. And women take this pretty seriously. They want to be desired and attracted or attractive to high value men. And so 
as a man, you can play to this strength by being high value and then evaluating her as a potential, as a potential mate. Like, talk to her, ask her questions, and then really listen to what she has to say. Let her do most of the talking and just evaluate. Just, you know, pay attention to what she says. When she says things that spark your interest, go a little deeper and ask her more about it, right? You can investigate further. You can, you know, try to learn a bit more. Like, you know, if she's talking and she says something like, yeah, you know, my childhood wasn't very good. I had a bad relationship with my grandma. You know, you could say, well, what do you mean? Like, what kind of bad relationship? You know, just ask her about it. See, now, one thing a lot of men don't realize is that when women are telling uh, men, like when they're sitting there in a dating context and they're talking to a man about themselves, they're sharing personal information, they're opening up and being vulnerable, this is an emotional event for women. Like women, this stirs up some emotions and you can create emotional impact this way. And this is, this is just social, you know, this is just social interaction stuff. This isn't even you know, limited to dating. A lot of this applies to sales as well. But this is so important for dating because it's so important for women to feel something when they're talking to a man. If they, if they want to, you know, if the man wants her to be interested in him. So this can elicit an emotional response. Uh, it can create an emotional impact. Another thing you can do is you can kind of skip you know, the deep conversation, you can have small snippets of that. And instead, you can just take her on an adventure. Say, hey, you know, I want to go to this jazz concert. You want to come with me and, and take her on an adventure? Or you could say, hey, I'm going to go rock climbing. You want to go with me? Have you ever gone rock climbing? You'd be amazing at it. Let's go. Uh, and you just take her with you on adventure. Women love adventure. So many women feel so bored in their dating life, right? They feel like they fall into the same old habits. They feel like they go to the same clubs and bars. And, and that men ask the same questions. Men wear the same clothes. They have the same haircut. They try the same, like, boring escalation techniques. You know, they try the same old tricks to get her to come home with them so they can get free sex. And this isn't romantic. None of this is romance. Like women want to be romanced. They want to, they want to go on an adventure with a man who is a warrior and a king. They don't want, they don't want some, you know, they don't want, you know, what is it? Whatever, you know, they don't want, you know, John Doe from, you know, such and such down the street to just put on, you know, his, you know, his, nicest clothes and try to lure them back to his house so he can get some sex for the night because he's you know it's been a while since he's gotten something like this is not romantic like women want actual romance and so when you invite them on an adventure this gives them this definitely elicits an emotional uh an emotional impact because because it's adventure it's the unknown it's discovery and it's going along with a guy who's capable who's who's capable of leading her on an adventure and women love this kind of thing they want to have adventures they they want to live a full life that's happy and fun and exciting and so this plays into that right if you can show her that that's huge that's really going to make her attracted to you now step number three is escalate instead of continuing with conversation. So, you know, whenever I'm coaching men, one thing I say is you need to start escalating very quickly and you go for the kiss within the first 20 minutes. This is a rule that I've noticed that when I follow it, um, I absolutely have better results. And this was part of why I started having so much success closing dates with women on the first date. Because, 
you know, we would get together. The very first thing I'd do is introduce myself. I would, you know, say hi. We would have exchange general greetings. And then I'd go right into connection, the connection step of the process. You know, the dating process has five steps. There's approach, engagement, connection, escalation, and closing. Okay, so, and I would go right into connection, which is where you share information about each other. So I would ask her, you know, so tell me about yourself. What do you do? Like, you know, what's your, what kind of job do you have? You know, what are your hobbies? You know, tell me about your life. And she tells me about her life. And then I tell her about my life. And then I ask her, I always hardball on the first day. I say, so tell me about your relationship situation, history. You know, are you, were you, have you ever been married? You know, have you had, have you had any long-term relationships? If so tell me about them. And so <clears throat> I'm going to listen to her. I'm going to tell, this helps me to vet her as a potential partner. I'm evaluating her. See, I'm a high value man. I'm, I'm capable of pulling high value women. So I'm not going to waste my time with some woman who's, you know, I realize, you know, 15 minutes into a date has really low standards and doesn't have anything to offer like if she's a train wreck I'm gonna walk away because I can do better I, I know I can do better right I have high standards for myself and this shows women I have high standards too but anyway so I'm gonna I'm gonna go into this however as she is beginning the process of telling me about her life which by the way according to tip number one in this very podcast so I talked about that can elicit emotional impact but then I'm doubling down on it by I'm, do, I'm doing a little physical escalation so maybe I'm gonna touch her hand maybe I'm gonna brush her hair out of her eyes you know maybe I'm gonna you know maybe I'm going to you know you know kind of like nudge her with my elbow after you know teasing her a little bit or something i'm gonna find small subtle ways to physically escalate and this is really important it's and this and this goes hand in hand with flirting i'm gonna start to flirt with her too and this goes hand in hand with um uh, with the process of making her realize that I'm seeing her as a sexual option. She's not a friend. I'm not here to make a friend. I'm here to explore an actual uh, sexual connection and a dating connection. And this is really important because women, women operate with a psychological bias. It's called the commitment skepticism bias. And when it's unknown, if a man is treating them like a sexual option or just a friend option, they will always default to assuming he's you know, interested in a friend connection. Why? Because they can't afford to risk making the wrong choice and throwing themselves at a guy who didn't want commitment and, and, and maybe getting tricked into giving him free sex when he wasn't ever interested in anything real. That, that's basically what it means. So women are always going to operate with this bias. So you have to make it blatantly obvious that you're interested in being, you know, a dating option. However, and here's the important thing, you can't be square about it. So you can't come right out and say it. You have to show her with your actions and you have to show her with the way you flirt and the way you interact with her. And this is called um, kind of being smooth. This is how you, this is how you play into that abstract thinking. See, a linear thinking guy would lay it all out there. Maybe that'd be his first instinct. And that's what I used to do. I used to be like, Hey, so I'm interested in you to date. I would like, I, I think you'd make a good girlfriend. This freaks women out. And it's, it's not romantic. Women want the abstract. They want the, the mystery. They want the adventure of, you know, the thrill of not really knowing you know, what to think about the situation and they love for it to unfold like a story to them. And the man is the author weaving the story and making it feel uh, natural and organic and romantic. See, so, so I'm escalating, you know, very early into the relationship. I'm phys or into the date. I'm, I'm physically escalating. I'm flirting, you know, I'm doing these things and I'm also, um, I'm also asking her to tell me about herself and learning about her. So this is two different methods for eliciting, um, emotional impact and this is very this has a compounding effect and it's very powerful 
And uh, another thing to be aware of is just be aware of the fact that, um, you know, if you talk and build connection for too long about anything, even if you're not talking about a deep topic, even if you're talking about something rather mundane, you know, if you go too long without escalating as a man, if you don't escalate, you know, relatively soon, you're just going to start to run a higher and higher risk of getting friend zone because she, that commitment, skepticism bias is going to kick in and she's going to think to herself, yeah, yeah, this guy's just being friendly. And once she removes you from the sexual competitor category in her mind, it's over for you. It is over. And there's no coming back from it. You're not going to change it unless you do a frame shift and that's too difficult and it's too complicated. So it's just better to move on to a different woman. But, you know, so you want to avoid this. So you, have to, you have to escalate in order to avoid this. And some people will ask the question, well, but isn't it true that sometimes you become friends first and then you get romantically involved? No, not really. Like, that can happen, but it's highly unlikely. And you're, when you do a cost-benefit analysis and you compare these two approaches, overwhelmingly, you're going to have far more success if you escalate fast and you just avoid the whole friendship thing to begin. Just establish right from the get-go, she's not necessarily just a friend to you. She's someone you're interested in. And if she's interested in it, you two can have a great adventure together. If she's not, no problem. You're a high-value man. You can move on to someone different. And then you just move on. And it's that's, and then you rinse and repeat until you, you know, um, achieve your goals and you meet the right woman or whatever. Uh, okay, so. <clears throat> Then you go in for the kiss at 20 minutes. You gotta, you've got to really lead up to this. You've got to prime her to lead up to this. You, if you just go in for the cold kiss, it can work, but it's risky. And unless you, unless you pick the perfect time and you're super smooth, you can, it's super easy to mess it up. So, so you really need to lead up to this with plenty of you know, low-level physical escalation and um, flirting. You've got to lead up to it. So you've got to get her warmed up and you've got to get her expecting it, right? If you keep escalating a little bit and then, and you know, you lead up to the kiss and then you go in for the kiss, it's not going to be a surprise. She's going to be like, oh, this is nice, but it's still going to be kind of an adventure. And if she's into you, she's going to like this. Okay? Now, when I say physical escalation, I really have to make sure that you understand what I'm talking about. When I talk about this, I'm talking about innocuous touch. So you know, touching her on the hand, on the shoulder, you know, maybe a touch on her leg, but, you know, more toward the knee uh, or on the outside of the thigh. Like, what you're not wanting to do is grope a woman, touch her inappropriately. Anything, like, overtly sexual you want to stay away from because that'll just send warning signs to her and, you know, she'll feel like you're more like a, like a sexual predator than a sexual competitor. And that's, you don't want that. You want to come off as a, a very confident gentleman who's sexually as interested in her. That's what you want to come off as. You know, you don't want to come off as a guy who's going to grab her wherever you want to and kind of just like coerce her into sex. That's not romantic. That's not what women want. That makes them uncomfortable and it'll ruin your chances. Definitely ruin your chances and it's just not a good way to go. So you don't want to do that. Anyway, so with that being said, <clears throat> um, so that's the third tip is go escalate fast, go for the kiss within 20 minutes. Once you go for the kiss, once you land the kiss, um, 
you know, if she doesn't pull back or something. Now, you always want to watch a woman's body language. She will respond to your touch in one or two ways. Either she'll lean into your touch or she will recoil from your touch. If she recoils from your touch, you got to be really careful because she may, like you may be making her uncomfortable. And if so, she's probably not interested in you because a woman will be pretty comfortable with you touching her if she's interested in you. If she's not interested in you, then you wanna be careful, you gotta read the body language. Uh, this is something you should join my tribe for because I can talk to you about this, I can train you in this. This is difficult to communicate via podcast because um, it, it's a very subtle thing. It's a very subtle art form and I could talk for hours about it. And I do sometimes with some of my clients, we talk along, we talk, we talk at great length in understanding how to read women because this is important. What I can tell you is that you should read if you really wanna understand women better and learn to read women better. That is number one, The Noble Art of Seducing Women by Kezia Noble. And then The Man's Guide to Women by John Gottman and Julie Schwartz Gottman. These two books probably taught me more about how to read women's emotions and behavior than any other books. Um, there are some other great ones out there. You can also read Why Women Have Sex by David Buss and Cindy Meston. That is an amazing book. Um, that is more of a scientific book talking about literally the science of women's sexuality and it will help you understand women but it's less practical and more scientific right but you can apply those concepts practically uh anyway so now i'm diverging from my topic but anyway so those are my top three tips for avoiding the friend zone if you if you do these tips you know which i'm just gonna recap for you number one um you know Ask her about herself, evaluate her, you know, rather than talking at length, you know, from your own perspective. Number two, take her on an adventure. And number three, uh, escalate, 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 and do it fast. The clock is ticking, my friend. The, the, the higher your sexual value metrics are, the more time you have before you have to escalate. But for the average man, I'm telling you, like when I started escalating and kiss, going for the kiss within the first 20 minutes, my close rate, I mean, saw a massive increase in success. In other words, women were coming home with me on the first date at an incredibly high rate as opposed to before when it was lower, right? So my close rate is exceptionally high. And the reason for that is because I started escalating fast. And it's not rocket science. Like I'm no special, I'm no rock star. I'm no suave genius. Like I'm kind of a... I'm a recovering awkward guy. You know, I'm not, a, I'm not an expert at these things. Um, you know, but, but I have practiced and a little bit of effort goes a long way. You, you just try to deploy these things. If you mess up, then you learn from it and you move on to the next person. And this is how you get better at it. And, and this, is, this is an essential skill for men. We need to learn how to do this. We can't, there's no excuse for not learning how to escalate with women and avoid the friend zone. Now here's the thing, some men will say, but what if I escalate and you know she recoils from it and then i ruin the situation you know what what if then i ruin my chances with her because i escalated too fast okay let me let me tell you the the real shit right here this is the real shit some people won't tell you this because they're afraid of the implications or they don't believe it but this is the real shit i'm telling you right now when that woman first met you she already did an evaluation of you to see if you were a potential um selectable uh, option for her sexually okay she she was either interested in you or she wasn't if she wasn't interested in you you probably don't really have a chance anyway there is a possibility maybe maybe that you could change her mind but I'm telling you that generally speaking women know you know pretty pretty soon after seeing you especially soon after meeting you 
if they would sleep with you or not. And it's hard to change their mind. You can change their mind if you run some advanced game, but I, I don't really believe in that. I think that if you work on your value metrics, you know, a certain number of women that you meet are going to think, wow, this guy's hot, I'd sleep with him. Those are the women that you want to flirt with anyway, because what you want as a man is you want women who desire you. You want to be giving your time and attention to women who really want to spend time with you, who, who would move heaven and earth to be close to you. This is called genuine burning desire, and this is worth a lot. And this is these are the kinds of women you want. You don't want to have to talk a woman into spending time with you. At that point, it's just, I think that's, I think it's a waste of time and energy, to be honest, because then those women, like, I don't know, it's, you've got to, you've got to approach this situation from the sense of like, you know, a high value man only wants to entertain people who really desire him. Like he, he doesn't have any, you know, he doesn't want or need to try to persuade anyone to like him if they don't. It's just, he, he, he's not about that bullshit. That's empty, vapid, fake life. He doesn't need that. So, you know, the, when, when you're talking to women, this is, this is the important thing is you gotta understand that they, they've probably already decided if they would sleep with you or not. Now, you can ruin it 100%. If you don't follow the tips I just gave you or if you make some other mistake, you can absolutely get removed from the you know, the pool of potential suitors for her very quickly. She, she'll, she'll boot you out at the drop of a hat if you go too far or if you don't go far enough or if you just for some reason turn her off. And, and that can happen. So this is, in fact, how I define game. Game is the process of deploying your authentic personality to engage with you know, someone of the opposite gender, you know, or someone you're attracted to. Opposite gender for heterosexual people, you know, men who want to date women and women who want to date men. Uh, and that's, that's who I coach. I coach, you know, people who date, you know, heterosexually. So I, I don't really date, you know, gay um, gay people or anything like that because that's just not my experience. I don't, I'm not gay so I don't have that experience and thus I don't coach people in that specific type of game. Although maybe I would in the future if I learned some about it, you know, but whatever. That's a topic for another time. Uh, with that being said, game is the process of deploying your authentic self to build connection and escalate with someone while being true to yourself, being genuine, right? And not putting your foot in your mouth. In other words, doing it without ruining it so that that's really what it is so you know you're not trying to sell yourself you already did the work at the gym when you made your money when you were building social status when you got dressed for the day you were working on yourself becoming your best self if you're not good enough for her at this point you're probably not going to be good enough for her and that's fine move on to someone who actually desires you but um you know if a woman is interested in you 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 can ruin it and you want to avoid ruining it right uh but yeah, um, going the friendship route as opposed to the escalation route is, you know, not, you, you're not, you're going to have, and trust me from this, because I know from experience, you're going to have much better luck you're going to have much better success if you go the route of dating women, escalating early, establishing yourself as a sexual option above being a friend, and then, you know, you go that route. Don't, don't fall into the friend zone and think that it'll turn into romance because that's very unlikely to happen. Super unlikely. That's, that's how men, you know, 
get into the friend zone and stay there and they don't leave because they believe that lie. It's really a lie. That it's, it's not true. Sometimes women will even tell men, we'll just be her friend first, but they're kind of mischaracterizing it. They're, they're not describing it. I like That's a topic for another time, but women, women sometimes give that advice, but they don't really mean it the way it sounds. Um, and I'll explain that at some point, but that's a deeper topic I'm not going to run into right now. So that kind of, you know, that's my answer to that question. And you're going to do a lot better if you, you know, escalate, make yourself a sexual option earlier on. Uh, all right. I think that's pretty much covered this topic. I think we've dug deeply into enough into this to give some value. And I hope that this answers the question for the person who sent me the question. Excellent question. And, and for anyone else, if you ever have any questions like this about things, you know, get on my website, joshuasagivis.com, hit that contact button, send me an email. I would love to answer your questions if I get the, if I think they're a good question and I think they deserve a response, you know, good enough that they could be valuable, uh, then I'm going to, you know, I'm going to uh, respond and I'm, I'm probably going to make a podcast episode about it because I want to help people have a better dating experience and all of that. Uh, another thing is, you know, when it comes to the alpha mentality, the alpha mentality is a fundamental piece in this puzzle. If you want to build your attraction and your sexual value metrics as a man, you must deploy alpha mentality. There is no if, ands, or buts about this. You cannot live like a beta and still maximize your dating uh, marketplace value metrics. It just doesn't work that way. So if you want to learn the basics of how to be an alpha, an actual alpha on the dating marketplace, and this is true for men or women, then you need to go to my website, joshuasagivis.com, and on the front page, scroll down just a little bit, and you'll see that I'm offering my ebook, an introduction to the alpha mentality, as a free download if you join my email list. So just click on it and download my free ebook, and that'll get you started on the path to understanding the true nature of the alpha mentality. And that will really help you to probably fill some holes in your dating game that are missing because you may be, have, you may be operating with some beta tendencies and they can really throw off your game. Trust me, if there's one thing that women uh, find unattractive that turns women off so fast, it is living like a beta, living like a, you know, a, a like a beta who gives away all his power that's not attractive to women. They want alpha men. And it's in a woman's best interest to be alpha as well because if they don't, they're going to have a, a shitty life full of shitty circumstances that are beyond their control. And we don't want that. We want people to have a great life. We want people to be doing good things, making progress, leveling up, becoming their best version of themselves. And you must, must, must embrace alpha mentality to make this happen. I will live and die on that hill. I believe on it a million percent. I've seen it evidenced over and over again and there is just no question about it. So you've got to be doing that. If you haven't put any thought or effort into becoming truly alpha or don't understand what that means, download my ebook and that will help you to understand that because it's a crucial part of the puzzle. All right, that's going to be it for this one. Go with grace, my friends. Never give up your power. This is Josh Segafis signing off. Thank you for listening. Make sure to visit www.joshuasegafis.com. Catch you on the flip side. 